you know, lower. And, and that's really a class issue. And, and race does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. So where we left off, we were talking about the March for Science, which again took place on Earth Day, where scientists and science supporters came out in droves to say enough is enough with this attack, this a war on science, which, which is being perpetuated by the Trump administration. So as I said, we're going to move this conversation along to talk about the People's Climate March, which is coming up in just a few more days. And FYI, I actually went to the People's Climate March last year, and I plan to be there again this year, God willing, in just a few more days. And we have a very special guest on the line who will be joining us for this conversation. We have with us Paul Getzels. He is the national coordinator of the People's Climate March, and he is on the line with us. Good afternoon, Paul. Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing? We're doing really, really well in light of the attack on science yeah. and global and climate change. But, you know, we're hanging in there and we definitely thank you uh, for your work, for your advocacy and also for calling into our show today to talk about the People's Climate March. So, you know, we just wrapped up a conversation about the March for Science, which took, which took place yesterday. Can you tell us what's going to be happening on April 29th at the People's Climate March? Yeah, definitely. So uh, the People's Climate March grew out of uh, the People's Climate Movement, which grew out of the march in New York City in 2014. Uh, and we have really worked to make a connection between climate and economic and racial justice. Uh, we're going to really be lifting up uh, the stories of frontline communities, communities of color, workers, uh, poor people, young people, students in college, uh, because these are the communities that are most impacted by climate change, and not only climate change, but attacks by the Trump administration and uh, the current Congress. So on April 29th, uh, we're going to be marching from the Capitol, uh, where we're going to be presenting our demands around action on climate, creating good jobs for everybody and protecting uh, all of our folks and all of our communities from attacks. We're going to march down Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, we have lots of art, lots of banners, uh, some amazing shields of resistance that we'll be carrying along the streets. And we're going to end up at the White House where we're hoping, and we hope that everyone here on the phone can join us, uh, we're going to do, we're going to surround the White House and do a mass action around the White House where we show President Trump and his 1% uh, supporters in the White House that our communities are going to fight back, we're going to resist, um, and we're going to demand action on climate, we're going to demand action on creating good jobs for people, and that he stop, stops the cuts and attacks on our community. So we really yeah. hope you can join us for an exciting day. Well, I will say I just booked a ticket earlier this week to get on a bus at 6 a.m. from Brooklyn to head down to D.C. next Saturday. So I will definitely be there and hopefully awake for <laughs> when the march starts off. Um, and, Paul, you mentioned a bit um, intersectionality within the climate justice movement, um, which I think is something that's really important that we don't talk enough about, about the different communities that are affected by climate change. Can you talk a bit more about why, as a movement, intersectionality is so important? Because I, I think there's a couple of reasons, right? There are root causes for all of the issues that we, um, that we work on, and a lot of those root causes are um, 
focusing primarily on the profit motive, uh, racism, sexism, um, and, and, and other issues that are structural. Um, you know, the, the reason why fossil fuel companies and um, corporations, you know, they make a profit by doing things cheaply. And when you do things cheaply, it's usually poor and working class people and mostly people of color that are impacted by that. If it's where uh, plants are, are located, if it's the water systems like Flint that are um, compromised and uh, where lead poisoning and things happen, you know, it's the most, um, it's the lowest income people. It's uh, communities that are uh, disenfranchised and don't have access to power that are always the ones that are impacted. And that's the same for climate change. I live in New York. And uh, I used to be the, um, I was a founding organizer of Community Voices Heard, which uh, organizes in public housing projects and around welfare. And our members in Coney Island, our members in um, the Far Rockaways, their housing was impacted by mm-hmm. Sandy with mold and, um, you know, in their apartments. So I think we have to really be honest here that rich people, you know, rich people are going to be able to buy themselves out of some of the worst consequences of climate change. Working people and poor people are going to be suffering first. Right. I mean, we saw this directly when we look at Hurricane Katrina. Um, You know, the people that were impacted the most and the people that are always impacted the most by these big storms and the uh, subsequent effects of climate change are people who live in low-income communities and, in general, um, low-income communities of color. Um, You know, that said, I have two questions for you, Paul. Um, Number Number one is um, for people who can't make it down to D.C., is there going to be a sister march here in New York um, that people can attend? And if so, what are the details for it? And number two, when when are we all going to die from climate change? When, when is well, Trump getting us all well, killed? <laughs> I mean, first, uh, I think it's really important that people get in the streets and contact their legislators and take on this Trump administration and the corporate elite uh, so that we don't die from climate change, right? And I think that's an important thing. We can uh, can stop and slow down the effects. We can make a huge impact. Uh, So I think people have to get active in their communities. And uh, I'm going to urge everyone, if you can, like you did, we really need people in Washington, D.C. So it's the 100th day of the Trump administration. Trump is holding a big rally in Pennsylvania. He's going to he's going to say, oh, I have 50,000 people at my rally. The climate. How many people did the climate change rally get? So we hope everyone will come down to D.C. I know it's a long ride, but that's our biggest ask for folks, you know, by car, by train, by bus. Right. No, I just I'm just curious. Is there a sister march? Sorry. Go ahead. No. Is there a sister march going on in New York? Yeah. So there are a few. Um the uh, the biggest one right now is happening in Queens, ironically enough, at a public housing development in Queens. And if people check up on our website, peoplesclimate.org, uh, you will find where that is happening. I believe there's also one in Brooklyn, but I'm not sure where. Definitely. Jackie? Yeah, and for folks that are, are on the fence about heading down to D.C., I mean, I, it is a big big action, especially if you've never done something like that before, I would definitely recommend that you do it. Um, I would say for our listeners, if you're on the fence, but you think that you want to go and you're a little nervous about it, tweet at me at Jackie Cohen, J-A-Q-I-C-O-H-E-N. I will definitely be down there and would be happy to meet up if you're a listener of the show and are heading down to D.C. next Saturday. Alyssa, really quickly? Yeah, no, I just wanted to mention, um, last year I went to the People's Climate March, the big one here in New York City. It was phenomenal. Yep. There was an immense amount of people. It 
wasn't last year. Okay, you guys it was two years it was ago. Just two years ago. Yeah, I know. It feels it like feels last like year. It feels like last year. Um, but it was great. There was an immense amount of people there. I think it was one of the largest marches ever uh, held in New York yeah, City. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, there was fabulous floats and signs. And the best part about it was walking past Fox News <laughs> headquarters <laughs> and flipping Fox News off. Um, so, you know, if only to flip off Fox News, I encourage you uh, to show up to the People's Climate If March. only to flip off the right. president. If only to flip off the president, I encourage you to go to D.C. for the People's Climate March. Selena? No, definitely. I stand behind it 100%. If you guys can go, it is well worthwhile because not only is it a good time, not only are you connecting with like-minded folks who care about the environment, but again, this is about justice, particularly in communities of color. As Paul um, mentioned, um, we get hurt the most whenever there's a superstorm, whenever there's floods, wherever. You, you, you know, if you think about it, even when it comes to our businesses and our communities, if everything is flooded, we can't get to work. And for a lot of us and our children, we depend on day to day. We depend. We depend on going to work day to day because it affects our pay cuts, our paychecks. So again, guys, we cannot stress the importance of joining the People's Climate March this Saturday. It's coming up. And again, Paul, if you can just let everyone know how they can best reach out to you uh, to get in touch or to uh, buy a ticket to come to uh, Washington D.C. Yeah, so real quick, let me just say two things, and I'll do that. One is, how many other times no other march has pledged to do a sit-in around the White House with 50,000 people against Donald Trump? So I really hope people come down who are amped up and excited. You're gonna be, we're going to do a sit-in. We're going we're gonna to do it right around the White House. It's totally legal, um, but it's going to be a powerful action. And two... Donald Trump is having a rally that night, and we got to really show him up that day. So those are two reasons why it's important to get to D.C. If you want to find out about D.C., you can reach me at – I'm going to give you my email address, paul at peoplesclimate.org. Um, if you want to reach out to me uh, directly, paul at peoplesclimate.org, and I will connect you up to the right person. But the other thing is check out peoplesclimate.org uh, and go to buses. And if there's, a, if there's a youth group, if there's a school, if there's a bunch of friends that want to organize a bus, we also give subsidies, and we're helping, um, we're helping out figure out how to fill buses with community groups. So okay. that's it. And we are still 20 more buses, and we are going to outdo what Don, the number of buses that went to Donald Trump's uh, inauguration. So we're really trying yeah. hard to fill up another 20 buses. So I just want to thank everybody for, for being out in the streets and for doing the great work you guys do. Likewise. Thank you. Paul. We will see you in D.C. We will see you in D.C. Again, that was Paul Getzels. He is the national coordinator at the People's Climate Movement. And I just wanted to wrap this segment up by talking about the importance for us to support science and climate change research with our federal and local dollars. This is used to protect people. And I'm so happy that our generation is standing up right now to say that these attacks on science and this denial that climate change exists is going to end now. Because if we do not put a stop to this, then these bad science policy decisions are going to affect and hurt us the most. That is why it's imperative for us to continue to fund and back science, science research, and to tell the Trump administration, you are not going to be run by big uh, corporate interests. We elect, well, not we, the people elected you 
into pre- into this office, but now that you're there, you have to represent all of us. And one of the biggest uh, the biggest threats to all humanity is not nuclear weapons. It's not immigrants coming into the country. It's not not it's not us not having a wall. It's climate change yeah. because it affects the entire planet, planet Earth. We only get one. And it's our duty to protect that. And on that note, we do have to take another quick break. But don't go anywhere. When we come back, we will be hearing from Alyssa, who will be giving us a quickie on the latest legal battle between church versus state.